This is the Talent Talks podcast from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. I'm Alan Caesar. In the Wicked studio with me today is Ed Onway. He graduated summa cum laude in 2012 with a bachelor's in technical management. He's now vice president and general manager of VT San Antonio Airspace, a part of Singapore Technologies Engineering, which is the largest aircraft maintenance, repair, and overhaul organization worldwide. By the time this podcast is published, listeners may have already seen you in our lift off the page panel discussion on aviation business, which is broadcasting live today, the same day that we're recording this. Ed, thanks very much for coming to campus. Thank you very much, Alan, for the invitation. All right. So you were something of a non-traditional student when you attended Embry-Riddle. You were in your late 30s when you completed your bachelor's. And uh, so where was your career headed that led you to pursue a degree in technical management? No, very good question, Alan. Um, I was an engineering major, uh, aerospace engineering major at the University of uh, Texas. And of course, as my career progressed, because I was still, uh, I I was going to school and working. But as my career progressed, I found the need to bolster my management uh, uh, abilities. Okay, managing ahead of a uh, uh, you know a group of uh, uh, technical staff, I felt like a, a, a degree in engineering systems management will definitely improve my chances of uh, advancement. So I decided to uh, uh, pursue. Uh, the undergraduate education program on uh, engineering systems management. Excellent. Uh, and so after you grading your degree at uh, Embry-Riddle, you then got a, your master's in industrial engineering and MBA from St. Mary's University. That's correct. And you're also married and you're a father of two boys. How do you manage all of that all at once? Well, I mean, it, it, it takes a lot of uh, discipline and focus. You know, you have to be able to uh, manage your time between getting your job done at work, and of course, giving your family uh, the necessary time to keep the family unit together. You know, my boys play basketball, and of course, uh, they're very actively involved in uh, sports. Of course, my job is very demanding as well, but somehow, you know, through uh, discipline and diligence, I've been able to combine, uh, you know, all those activities and make it work. Excellent. so now at, uh, uh, you started as maintenance director at VT San Antonio, and within five years, you were uh, chief operating officer, and now you're VP and general manager. Um, that seems like a pretty fast climb. Can you tell me about how that happened? Well, you know, uh, I think for me, I, I had a unique opportunity uh, where I was given, um, I was allowed to flourish, and uh, the company recognized my passion for excellence my desire for growth, and of course, my uh, willingness to explore. And of course, uh, uh, looking at all those ingredients and looking at the environment uh, I was in, I I made it a point of duty to excel at every role, every opportunity I was given. And of course, each and every time that a new opportunity came my way, uh, the company recognized that I was successful at it. And they always found that the confidence or the assurance that uh, they could always strive me at a higher level. And so progressively over time, I found myself, you know, having gone through multiple uh, layers in, in the company, you know, of course, uh, uh, continue to uh, excel at what I do. When you and I last spoke was for a Lyft article on the uh, AMP mechanics shortage. Um, and you said that there is a shortage of skilled and cert- certified airframe and power plant mechanics. 
listeners can look back at this story in the spring 2017 issue of Lyft Magazine at lyft.reru.edu. Um, you had told me at the time that uh, airlines were hiring mechanics away from MROs, and you have to pay a premium price to attract and retain good employees. And uh, you said this could culminate in a crisis sometime in the future. Do you think we're any cro- closer today to a crisis than we were, say, two years ago? Absolutely, Alan. I think uh, with the economy flourishing, of course, the boom in aviation uh, activity, the continued uh, need for aircraft maintenance uh, technicians is actually uh, approaching a crisis. Um, there's always uh, a need uh, to keep our airplanes flying safe. Okay, uh, Safety is the... Uh, foundation of aviation uh, as a whole. So airlines have a responsibility, you know, to keep their airplanes flying safe. And what most people don't uh, recognize is this, there's a ton of hours that are dedicated to aircraft maintenance. Oh, every aircraft that flies out there uh, has a maintenance program that ensures that the aircraft is maintained in a safe and airworthy manner. With that said, is uh, the need then becomes apparent for the aviation uh maintenance technician. Um, the need for aviation maintenance technicians is uh, becoming uh, uh, approaching a crisis because uh, the industry is not getting new entrants into the uh, uh, industry like uh, other fields. Um, you know, you, you, look at, you look at our history in, uh, in uh, aviation education. Uh, you realize that uh, most aviation colleges do not have the large number of uh, contingents that we used to see in the past. So as the, as, as the demand for technicians continues to increase and the colleges are not producing as many graduates, then it becomes apparent that uh, the, the equation between supply and demand becomes imbalanced. So as a consequence of that, uh, the need for aviation maintenance technicians uh, continues to rise to a level that sometime in the near future, it is going to be uh, uh, a crisis that has to be dealt with. Yeah. So you're just coming off um, probably the busiest time in the year for you. A um, lot of aircraft flying during the holidays. Um, I believe you had told me uh, when we last spoke that uh, right around then is the busiest time for MROs because those planes have a lot of hours on them as a result of the holiday season. Um, does that uh, is that feeling tighter and tighter every year? Yeah, I mean because uh, most people want to travel, mm-hmm. and of course uh, the the number one uh, mode of transportation is uh, uh, airplanes. So as the market continues to see an increased demand for flying, of course uh, a vacation and uh, leisure flying, uh, the need for aircraft maintenance continues to increase, and of course uh, uh, we have uh, an aging workforce, uh, majority of, of those in the avi- aviation uh, maintenance industry right now, uh, in the average age, I'll say it's about uh, 50, 52. So if you, if you consider that, uh, you know, those who are currently actively involved in the aviation uh, maintenance 10 years from now may not necessarily be, uh, be as actively engaged as uh, they once were. And of course, there isn't a large influx of technicians to uh, uh, fill the void, it becomes apparent that, uh, you know, we are headed to uh, a crisis. And of course, uh, like you rightfully mentioned, when airplanes fly, you know, the next stop after all that flying is in a maintenance uh, hangar. 
Of course, uh, it requires thousands and thousands of hours of maintenance to keep those airplanes uh, safe. Mm -hmm. Without a workforce to uh, support that demand, it's apparent that uh, we could be uh, uh, headed into a, a, a crisis here in the near future. Yeah, and so uh, your organization has regimented training programs that help transition people from high school so they can have a career path in the aviation industry. Have you found a lot of success with that? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, 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 we recently uh, started a batch of about 10 apprentices in uh, December. Those 10 apprentices, what typically happens is that we bring them in, they go through a series of uh, classroom training events, and then they spend hours and hours of uh, on-the-job training. So we started a batch in uh, December of about 10. In January, we started on the batch of uh, about 11. And of course, in April, we have an additional batch of uh, 11 of them. So altogether, we have about uh, 32 apprentices who are currently going through an apprenticeship uh, uh, program. And of course, the expectation is to bring their competency uh, a level so that uh, we have the assurance that they understand all facets of aircraft maintenance. They understand uh, systems. And of course, they're able to build on the, the knowledge and of course the job experience to allow them to eventually test for their airframe and power plant uh, uh, certificate down the stretch. Mm -hmm. uh, now, if people who use phrases like kids these days will say things like kids these days aren't interested in uh, working with their hands. They want to, you know, the working with their hands is using their thumbs on their smartphones and so on. Um, do you find uh, any difference in the mechanical aptitude of these younger people uh, as they come in, or are they as skilled as they've ever been? That's a great question. I think that uh, kids enjoy anything that is challenging, okay? I look at aircraft maintenance mostly as an art. Okay, so that if we are able to educate the, the younger generation of what it entails, and for you to be able to see, you know, uh, for you to, to work on a problem on an aircraft and actually solve it, I think there's a lot of uh, acceleration that comes uh, from that. So I think that uh, when, we, when, when you hear phrases like kids these days, I think that what, there is a gap in trying to make the younger generation understand all facets of aircraft maintenance. I mean, it requires troubleshooting. It requires uh, systems operation. Of course, you look at the, some, of the systems, uh, some of the systems that we have on these airplanes. A lot of them are computer-based. So the younger generation definitely have a place in the future of aircraft maintenance. The uh, 77 aircraft, of course, any other newer generation uh, aircraft rely on uh, computer systems. So if the younger generation are already savvy, uh, with the use of uh, uh, computer technology, and of course are able to uh, use tools that, uh, that make the maintenance process a whole lot easier, I think definitely gives them an advantage you know, over the older generation. So I think what it boils down to is just uh, you know, providing more clarity and education on the facets of aircraft maintenance to make the younger generation feel like they have a place, you know, and they can act actively uh, uh, contribute, you know, to the future of uh, uh, aviation. Mm -hmm. So you started your career as an uh, AMP yourself. Uh, tell me how you got interested in uh, aviation in the first place and how you made your way into that field. Very good question. So as a little boy growing up in Nigeria, I, I had a, uh, a keen liking for airplanes, okay? 
Um, I was I was curious about airplanes, what uh, what the principles surrounding flight, you know how airplanes flew and the power plants and the flight control uh, system. So I always had a passion for aviation. So as 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 I grew up as a kid, you know I had a what I considered a, a flying club where you know a bunch of kids get together, we talk about airplanes and talk about flight and try to build uh, paper airplanes and uh, things like that. Um, my dad, you know, continued to uh, encourage me. And he said, well, if, you are, if you're serious about this, then you have to uh, uh, pursue uh, a career in aviation. My initial passion was to be a pilot. But of course, he told me, well, you can, you can be a pilot and still be an engineer. Or you can also uh, be an aircraft uh, maintenance uh, technician as well. So you can be all three in one. So my dream and passion then was, okay, I was going to be a pilot, which I've, I've succeeded in uh, achieving that. I was going to get a, a degree in engineering, which, of course, I, I've succeeded in doing that. But I also wanted to understand how planes worked and how to fix them. So I went to uh, a college in uh, Nigeria, you know, spent two years there uh, studying aircraft maintenance engineering, and uh, eventually uh, came down to the States. And after uh, arriving to the States, I realized with the knowledge that I acquired at that, at that uh, college, I was able to obtain the AMP. So that was the natural thing for me to do. I went and uh, applied through the FAA to test for my Airframe and Power Plant uh, certificate. I passed it. And of course, I had that uh, uh, to my credit. And with that, I was able to work as well as uh, continue my uh, education. Yeah. So. Uh, do you have, uh, when you're trying to get younger folks interested in this as a field, do you have a particular, what's your, what's your sort of elevator pitch? What's your, uh, your, your quick way to kind of draw them in? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I find that, that, that uh, the younger generation or kids in our general look for uh, excitement. They, 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 uh, a lot of them enjoy our creativity and a lot of them enjoy being able to solve problems uh, believe it or not. And so I tell them that aviation continues to provide that opportunity for you to encounter new and challenging problems on an ongoing basis. And if you're looking for an excitement, if you're looking for something that, that evolves on a day-to-day -day basis, you can easily find uh, a career in aviation very, very uh, uh, you know, exciting. It could provide you all the opportunities for creativity, harness all your, your problem-solving uh, uh, skills and of course, if you're a creative individual, you can create. You know, while uh, fulfilling your uh, uh, dreams, you know, uh, of an uh, enjoyable career. All right. So uh, I know uh, people I know to, who have worked with their hands a lot, myself included, don't just do it for a living. Like they have. Uh, I'm wondering. Um, are you like a handyman around the house? Do you have project cars? Are you into gardening? What, what's your, what's your hands-on hobby? That is a very good question. Yeah, and you're, you're absolutely right. I'm a hands-on person because uh, besides uh, what I do at work, I have an airplane that I like to tinkle with. You know, I go to the airport from time to time. I fly it, and of course, I fix it. Spend time with my boys. You know, just fooling around the hangar environment. But I also enjoy gardening. Okay, yeah. uh, you know, to be able to uh, mow my lawn and you know keep it nice and uh, uh, looking clean, you know, plant some uh, flowers and you know 
uh, maintain, you know, the gardens to make sure it looks uh, uh, pretty. It's something I enjoy doing. Now, sometimes I'm challenged, you know, uh, with time, but uh, otherwise, you know, that's uh, t- my two favorite things. Now what's uh, what's your favorite thing to plant in the garden? Hmm. I think, generally speaking, I just like to, uh, uh, you know, plant uh, what is uh, uh, tomatoes or you know, um, just uh, nice looking uh, flowers, roses, or you know, shrubs. You know, that look nice. That. Uh, you know, can be manicured and, you know, look orderly and uh, are presentable. That's pretty much what, what I enjoy doing. Excellent. And yeah. what uh, what plane is it that you work on? I have a, a Piper Cherokee, a PA-28-160. Uh, uh, funny enough is that that's the airplane that I learned how to fly in. Yeah. So um, at a certain point in time, let's say about uh, possibly 12 years ago, my friends and I wanted to uh, explore uh, our flying. So... We found out that the easiest way to do it was to buy a plane uh, <laughs> collectively, you know, as a group. And so we bought the plane and learned how to fly in it, you know, built uh, uh, flying hours on it and eventually paid it off. So uh, uh, eventually m- my partners lost interest in the plane and eventually I bought them out. And so uh, eventually uh, the plane ownership, you know, falls under me and uh, one of my friends. <laughs> Very cool. That's a, that's a great story. So uh, now it's time for our lightning round. Uh, I'm going to give you five questions, and uh, you're going to give me five answers. So you think you're ready? I think I can give it a shot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, if you could fly any plane ever made from anywhere to anywhere, what would you choose? A 747-800. Yeah, and where from and where to? I'll fly from uh, New York to Tokyo. It's a nice trip. That's a long trip. No doubt. <laughs> Uh, if you could read only one book for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hmm. One book for the rest of my life. I'll choose the Bible because it's the, there are lots of uh, wisdom in it. Uh, I don't care what your uh, belief system is. If you just look at the words of wisdom, look at the experience and all the stories in it, I think you can always find some uh, meaning in it. So if my only choice was one book, I'd just choose the Bible. Excellent. Uh, who's your favorite cartoon character of all time? Hmm. My favorite cartoon character of all time. N- not sure if you're familiar with this uh, cartoon uh, character, though, but my, my favorite is Asterix. I grew up uh, uh, reading about Asterix and Obelix. You know, I had all, all the cartoons. I'm not sure if uh, folks around here know about Asterix and Obelix, but I'm telling you, uh, that's my, my favorite uh Captain character of all time. Very cool. Yeah. I suspect uh, some some of our listeners will be looking that up. <laughs> I will definitely be. Go looking look that it up. up. Go look yeah. it up. I, I mean, if you grew up in uh, Europe, you know, I think you you probably have a, a little bit more uh, correlation to what I'm talking about. But Asterix was was awesome. Very cool. Yeah. I grew up in uh, Brazil, actually, and so, oh. uh, but we didn't get Asterix. We got a lot of uh, American cartoons dubbed in Portuguese. Got it. Like He Man. Got a lot of He Man down there. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. If you uh, picture your ideal grilled cheese sandwich, what's in it? My ideal grilled cheese. I mean, grilled cheese sandwich would typically be cheese and bread. That's it. <laughs> what else? <laughs> what kind of cheese do you use? American it- cheese, of course. Oh, Mar- oh good. Yeah. Good choice. Uh, two, three, five slices? I'll say two slices yeah. for the most, yeah. White bread, wheat bread? Ah, uh, white bread. is not actually wheat bread. Yeah? Yeah. 
and good choice. All right. Uh, if you could live for a week as any person in history, well, who would it be? That's an interesting question. If I could live for a week as any person of my choice, I'll choose Neil Armstrong. All right. Yeah. Neil Armstrong had the unique opportunity that uh, I always wished I had. So definitely we'll want to be like Neil Armstrong. Yeah, so there's a very specific week of time that you would definitely want to be <laughs> Neil Armstrong. That's correct. Right, right. That's correct. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks very much, Ed, for joining us for the Talent Talks podcast. Thank you very much, Alan. Appreciate the invitation. I think it's a, a unique honor for me to be here. And, of course, uh, I'm, ho I'm hoping that I was uh, uh, able to inspire or the people that will be uh, uh, exploring opportunities in aviation in the future, and of course, to uh, make sure Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University is the number one place of choice. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, and uh, what our listeners don't know is here in the Wicked Studio, we're standing in front of some giant glass walls that look out on the student population here at the Daytona Beach campus. And I've noticed you've been, you know, looking out that way when you're thinking about the future. That's very cool. Yes, I think it's a beautiful campus. I mean, it's a, it's a place I always dreamed to be in, and of course I'm here. And of course, just like you look at in all the uh, magazines or, or brochures that I sent out, it looks exactly uh, just like that. So that's uh, amazing. Excellent. All right. Well, the Talent Talks podcast is a production of Wicked Radio and the Embry-Riddle Office of Alumni Engagement. We're coming at you from the Maury Hosseini Student Union at uh, Embry-Riddle in sunny Daytona Beach, Florida. Thanks for downloading us. We'll see you next time.